everyone. Welcome to Boozier Podcast. Yes. A podcast where two Indiana gals explore the haunted history of the heartland. I can't with you and your arm <laughs> out. That was very... I'm feeling dramatic. <laughs> well, all right then. I don't know where it came from. It, just it like, was... You were in the moment. It happened and I went with it. <laughs> the show must go on. Yes. Um... Well, well, I'm Alyssa. I'm Caroline. Um, yeah, welcome. So, earlier this week, we did a fun thing with our um, Dungeons & Dragons group that we're in. Yeah, yeah, so if you didn't know, we're, we're kind of nerdy. Just a little bit. Just a healthy amount. We dabble. Okay, I don't think you can call what we do dabbling. I know, I, know. I don't think we're, I don't, also don't think we're a little bit nerdy. Okay, well... Yeah. We're very we, nerdy, and we play a lot of Dungeons & Dragons. Yes. But we played it at a new location mm-hmm. this week because a new place in Indianapolis opened up called Donuts & Dragons. It's so great. And it's a cool, like, board game bar, but it's not really a bar because you can have families there. Yeah, or, like, like, that kids confused can come. me at first. But, yeah. But technically... it's So it's like a board game bar... With, like, a ton of craft beer and a ton of board games, and they have donuts that are good. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, we had a super fun time playing there. It was a really nice space. Yeah. A friend of ours actually um, just started just working, started working there. there. So we're very so excited to... They were like, hey, we're doing a soft opening. Come. And we were like, okay. Yeah. So we had a lot of fun. It was a really cute space, and I'm excited to go back and play more there. I agree. It was a really good... Good environment for playing. Yeah. It was funny watching people, like, poke their head in. Yeah. Like, there was one guy who literally, like, well, stood to the side of the doorway. We were in, like, like, a side room and yeah. poked his head around the side. And I was like, like dude, You don't have to be creepy. Come in. He come then in. sat we're down good. and, like, watched us play for a little we're bit. We're not shy. Yeah. It was really fun. But yeah. It was, it was a blast. I need to make my drink. So, okay. Some fizz. Oh. Which is some... I needed some uh, ice in my shaker with some gin, two ounces of gin. Oh, there went my lid. Um, <laughs> two ounces of gin, um, a little bit of lemon juice, um, some agave nectar, and then a little bit more. You're just making a mess over there. I'm really making a mess in here. Um, and then you shake it up. Mm. Ooh. Pour it in your glass. It is a little fizzy. Look at yeah. that. Yeah. A little extra fizz. Top it off with some sparkling apple cider. Ooh. You all know I love apple cider. Yeah. It's the reason for the season. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> mm, yeah, that's real good. Really tasty. All right, so now that we have our beverages, mm-hmm. um, I have the shorter story today. Yep. So I will... Jump right in. Cut us off, yeah. I'm doing the, it's the Lucky Nugget Casino in <laughs> Deadwood, South Dakota. What a name. Yeah. Lucky, you the know, gold. Lucky Nugget, you. Good, gold, gold nuggets. Yeah. You know, you're lucky if you find one. So, that's, I, it's your lucky nugget. I get it, but <laughs> it is just an interesting name. It is. Um, and so a lot of the history that I have is about, like, the town of Deadwood itself, uh-huh. because it has a really interesting and unique history. Okay. Um, and so it was founded in 1876 
on land that belonged to the Lakota tribe okay. per the Treaty of Fort Laramie. Sure. So um, the Lakota people considered this land sacred and, oh, and, and multiple times the fact that there were people, like settlers squatting on their land went to the Supreme Court. Oh, wow. And Yeah. And so, you know, finally there was a treaty that was like, this is your guys' land. And so then people would just, you know, crappy white people would just continue to try and make it theirs. And then um, in 1874, Colonel George Armstrong Custer led an expedition into the Black Hills and announced the discovery of gold, which created, you know, kind of like a gold rush out there. And they created a town there called Deadwood. Um, and it was just totally lawless because it was on Native American land. And so okay. law enforcement had no jurisdiction there. Yeah. So they couldn't do, or, or like the local. Yeah, like the, the legality of it. They like oh, here, couldn't. Yeah. Oh, it specifies a little more later. In the okay. Moment. Yeah. Um, so they created the new and lawless town of Deadwood and it quickly reached a population of about 5,000 people. Oh, wow. So, yeah. That's pretty decent size. Yeah. And so then in early 1876, F- frontiersman Charlie Utter and his brother Steve went to, they led a wagon train to Deadwood um, containing what they believed were, like, what they needed, like, as commodities and stuff. Oh, okay. And and so they wanted to, like, start businesses there. Sure. And so the town's... Numerous gamblers and prostitutes staffed several, like it was, that's like what the businesses were there, uh, were gambling and and brothels. Yeah. And so these were people who, some of the people, Madam Mustache and Dirty M, were on Hmm. the wagon train. Those were some Hmm. of the people who kind of like set up shop. What Um, silly I know. It just seems so like, like a Western movie. Yeah. Like a cheesy, yeah, Madam Mustache. I mean, that just, like, is extra cheesy. Yeah. Um, why does she have that name? Yeah. I, and, I mean, I, I could don't probably, really want to know. I could I'm probably sure. find out more information, but I didn't. I really, I really don't know that I want to. And so because there was a lot of mining around the area, women were in high demand. <laughs> and so brothels were very profitable sure. there. And there, the Madame Dora Dufran eventually became the most profitable brothel owner in Deadwood, close fo- closely followed by Madame Molly Johnson. Okay. Yeah. And murders were common here because of the non-native law enforcement didn't have jurisdiction. Yeah. And the native law, law enforcement it was just like, you white people are terrible. Mm-hmm. Please leave. Yeah. But then, in August of 1876... Oh, I'm being given... Was it about Madame Mustache? Oh, oh she just so had she had a hair. mustache. Yeah, she just had a line of, of dark hair on her upper lip. Same. You know, will you start calling me Madame Mustache? Yes. I wax mine though. <laughs> yeah, no, I can do that for you. Okay, thanks. You're welcome. Anytime, Madame Mustache. <laughs> so in August of 1876, there was a smallpox epidemic. And then also a, the gold rush attracted a lot of Chinese immigrants to the area also. Interesting. Um, and a few 
only a few engaged in mining, and then most of them worked, like, did were in, like, service industries. So they were, like, serving in... Okay. Yeah, like, restaurants and stuff. Sure. Um, and then there was also, like, a little Chinese quarter on the main street. So, like, a little, almost like a little Chinatown. Aww. Um, That's pretty cool. And there were no distri- restrictions on foreign property ownership in the um, Dakota Territory. Dakota Territory. And so because of that and because of, like, the wide variety of people that were coming, mm-hmm. it was, like, fairly non-judgmental okay. area. Okay, pretty open. Yeah. That's cool. Um, yeah, there was a lot of different people, types of people living there. In 1961, the entire town was um, designated a National Historic Landmark for its, like, the architecture. Okay. Because it was so small and, like, never really updated. It has, like, the best preserved 19th century frontier architecture. And it still, like, looks like that. Oh, very cool. Um, Most of the town's buildings were built after... 1900 or were built before 1900 mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um and there wasn't a ton of development after that and then there was an fbi raid in 1980 and then all the brothels were shut down okay no more brothels yeah and then gambling was legalized in 1989 and then that became the largest source of revenue for the city and there's also an HBO show and a movie that I don't think it's an HBO movie, but there's yeah. a movie called Deadwood, I think, and a show called Deadwood. Oh, yeah. Okay. On HBO. I'm so not really fun. into westerns, Me or neither. I watch it, but I think one of my guests was watching it too, and she said that just like the amount of swearing was absolutely ridiculous and kind of like took away from the show because it was just so much. Okay. Like, obviously, I don't mind swearing. Sure. But I but, can but see like, how when every other word coming yeah, out of it like, someone. Yeah, it just took away even, from. Even if that was, you know, like a, a Wild West, I'm sure that they didn't talk that way. Right. It's Yeah, she said it was just like too much. And now it's only home to 1,200 people, but there are 25 casinos. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, and one of them was the Lucky Nugget. It's no longer operating. Okay. And... There was a guy who was beat really badly during poker in 1876 at the Number 10 Saloon, which was the lucky, like the same building as the Lucky Nugget. Oh, no, 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 no. Sorry, I misread my notes. So this guy beat someone at poker. Just like won the game. Oh, won. And then the next day, the loser came back Mm -hmm. and shot the winner, (gasps) shot the guy who won. Oh, my goodness. And so that guy was killed like right away. Yeah. And he was holding, the guy who died, was holding two aces and two eights. And that group of cards, when you're playing poker, is mm-hmm. now called a dead man's hand. Oh! Mm-hmm. And he was buried in Deadwood. And he haunts the building. He still haunts the building. Oh, creepy. And that's the Lucky Nugget Casino in Deadwood. What an interesting history. Yeah, that's kind of one where, like, the history surrounding it is a little more, like crazy than yeah. the haunting itself mm-hmm. but it's it's all interesting yeah very cool and i think kind of like the whole city is haunted you know just because of the number well, yeah. of like murders and all sorts of stuff without a doubt anytime you have 
that much chaos, for lack of a better way to put it. Yeah. You're going to get Lawlessness. some residual. Yeah, just energy. Energy shit there. Yeah. All right, and we are back. Yeah. Yeah. So I have got Griggs Mansion. All right. In St. Paul, Minnesota. Okay, that's where my dad was born. Really? Yep. Nice. St. Paul. Very cool. Um, And I think, I haven't heard of this, but I feel like all you told me was that there's something there's that something will really freak me out, and I am ready. I'm so excited. Well, I'm not ready. But you know what I mean. Yeah. I'm as ready as I'm going to be. Yeah, yeah. I'm ready to be spooked. Well, this will not disappoint. Yeah. So the um, home was built in 1883 for Chansey and Martha Griggs. Chauncey. Chauncey. Yes. <laughs> so uh, Chauncey was... <laughs> every you time... You have to say it like that. Chauncey. Chauncey. Chauncey was like in. It's just such a. <laughs> it's it's a name. Yeah, Chauncey. Okay. I'll I feel like you can only like say it with like a southern accent or as like a regal yeah. name. It's like Chauncey. Chauncey. So Chauncey was. <laughs> Sorry, it's a thing now. It is a thing. It's a thing. So he was. Yes. In the <laughs> the Union Army during okay. the Civil War. All right. Um, so he made it Good through call. all of the ranks all the way up to um, Colonel. Oh, wow. So he was, he was a pretty big deal. Colonel Chauncey. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Sorry. I just. It's, it is a peculiar name. Yeah. It's not one you hear anymore. It'd be a good cat name. Yeah, it would. Um, so in uh, 1863, he resigned um, due to personal illness, sure. which wasn't very specific on that. But after that, he then became a merchant, and he kind of sold a few different okay. things. But he started out and, like, made it big um, selling, like, wholesale groceries. Oh, okay. Which, so, like, selling groceries to grocers. To groceries. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Someone's got to do it. Yep. And he went from doing that to a some point doing um, lumber and coal. Okay. Lumber's a big thing up there in Minnesota. Yeah. Yeah. So he became pretty wealthy. Um, selling things. Selling things. Food and other things. Yeah. Um, the house itself is a 24-room Romanesque. Okay. Romanesque style home. Um, and it was built um, out of Bayfield brownstone. Okay. That um, doesn't mean anything to me. Same, but it was there. Type of stone, I guess. Yeah. So um, the estimated cost originally to build it kind of surprised me. It was only 35000 Oh. Yeah. So it was not like it didn't. Did you, did you match that? I did. That? Yes. Okay. So in today's, you know, it would be... Um, Eight hundred and eighty-one thousand. So still, huh. like, I under, mean, like that's a lot, but like, still under a million. Yeah, which I thought was kind of strange. Yeah, a modest home. Yeah, it's not crazy. <laughs> I mean, twenty-four rooms though. Twenty-four rooms is still pretty pretty good. It's got nine fireplaces. Of course. So still a decent amount of 
Yeah. Fires happening. Yeah, well, it gets cold up there. Yeah. Cold in Minnesota. Cold like Minnesota. Um, so yeah, it is also, <laughs> the, the home is described as cavernous because apparently all of, like, everything is very vaulted, oh, high okay. ceilings, so it's just very big, and it's got, for the time, more of an open concept oh, okay. feel to the house. So just, like, big caverns. Yeah, big-ass rooms. Okay, but 24 of them. Yeah. Also, it was described as, it was described, described as having... Um, rock crystal chandeliers. All so right. All, wow. all over. So fancy. That's fancy. For sure. Um, so in 1910, there was a fire that okay. destroyed a, a decent bit of the oh, house. Wow. So it did have to be remodeled at one point. Okay. Um, and when that happened, um, well, I guess later on after that happened, it, um, it ended up becoming a, an art school. Oh, cool. And that was in 1939. All right. And they decided to do a little more renovating and added, like, a really vast, big, um, like, skylight on the fourth oh, floor of the house. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, so. I'm into that. Really cool. Except that doesn't seem very efficient as far as, like, heating. Yeah. I don't think they were concerned about okay. that. They didn't, they didn't care. Okay. Um, Probably get really cold. Yeah. Like Minnesota. Yep. For most of its history, aside from being the art school for 25 years, Mm -hmm. the rest of its history, it's actually been a residence. Like, people have lived in it at one point. um, Like, even since it being an art school? Yeah, like, it was an art school, and then they turned it back into, like, it's been apartments for a while. They've done a lot of stuff with it. So, for the most part, people have lived in this house Throughout its whole history. All right. Um, and it was for sale as recent as um, 2012 was okay. the last time that the house was up for sale. Wow. Um, they were asking for um, $1,800,000 at the beginning. And they had a, quite a bit of trouble selling it. So I think it came down to like a million before anyone was interested in yeah. purchasing it. Yeah. But I mean, when I say only, a while, only like, 24 rooms. Like, I mean, come on. But yeah, so... It's just a brief history. Yeah. Um, the house is said to have as many as, like, six different ghosts that have been reported living in that house. That's quite a few. Yeah. It's a pretty decent amount. For pretty... only 24 rooms. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you've got a one in four chance to end up in a room that might be with Haunted. a ghost. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's, that's assuming they only <laughs> stick to one room. Yeah. Which you they know. don't. No. Why would they? I wouldn't. Yeah. Same. You can walk through walls. Shit, I'm gonna walk through all them walls. Yeah. Um, so one of the more like famous ghosts that is there, um, they just call her the young maid. So she um actually hung herself in nineteen fifteen. Oh no. Off of the fourth floor's um like landing. Oh no. Yep. So apparently she had been in love with some guy, oh. and something happened, and... Didn't end well. Nope. So, she hung herself. That's very sad. Since then, people have seen her, um, like, in white mist. Oh. So, like, her in... 
Like her uh, apparition. The, yeah, like her apparition and like mist around it. Yeah. Um, it's also common for people to just like feel her presence on the fourth floor and okay. like the stairwell heading up towards yeah. it. Yeah, oh my gosh. And a lot of people feel like a very overwhelming sense of like impending doom yeah, and that. anxiety and like those very stressful types of feelings. Yeah. Another thing that happens quite often is people hear like heavy footsteps leaning up the stairs. Mm. Mm-hmm. So apparently um, in 1969, they had um, three pretty skeptical journalists come and decide, oh, we're going to stay the night. Mm-hmm. Sure you are. Uh-huh. They decided I to stay on the fourth floor. Uh-huh. Because they've heard of this particular like all this ghost. stuff about the fourth floor. Yeah. Yeah. So while they were there, um, they actually heard what people had described. So that like heavy oh, the footsteps, footsteps coming up. Um, and one of the journalists decided he was going to go and check it out. So sure. he like went over there and I guess he described that exact feeling of the, the like, dread, dread and like, doom. and. hmm and all three of them ran out and <laughs> didn't come back. Yeah. So same. So yeah, pretty pretty crazy. That's spooky. By like four a.m., like they didn't even make it all all the way through. Yeah. No. They were, I knew they weren't. They were done. I knew it. Also on pansies. The, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I say that because I too am a pansy. Oh yeah. Yeah. No. That would. I don't. I don't need a ton of proof to get. Like okay, you just. Just give me a little bit. I'm out of your way. Don't yeah. worry. I'm, I'm gone. Yep. Um, also on the fourth floor, um, remember it was an art school for a little while. Yeah. The students, they actually had their studio up there sure. underneath of that, like, really cool, you know. Yeah. Um, uh, kind of efficient. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the students often talked about feeling like while they were painting, the presence of someone right behind them, like, Ooh. watching them do yeah. their work. Ooh, that's freaky. Yeah. They're pretty, pretty spooky. Um, the next like entity that is talked about frequently. Is they, this gonna be my favorite? No, we're not okay. there yet. I'm just waiting. Okay, you yep. built it up. You gotta wait so much. You gotta wait. Ugh, it's coming. Okay. So, um, they call this one the Thin Man. So he's described. Okay. Terrifying. Uh huh. He's described as a tall, thin man, Fitting. older. Okay. Um, dressed in a black suit and a top hat. All right. So, is it, uh, Chauncey? Perchance? Perchance? No. Okay. Um, they're not sure. that There's not any explanation of who this person is, but. Okay. So, a doctor, uh, Delmar Kolb, um, lived in one of those apartments when it was an apartment complex. Okay. In 1950, um, he lived in the front basement apartment. So, in the middle of the night, um, he was woken up to, um, by, well, he was woken up by the pressure of two cold fingers on his forehead. No! Okay. That's so specific. <laughs> and I hate it so much. Continue. <laughs> so, startled, because there was nothing there. He jumped up, 
and turned on his lights mm-hmm. just to see a blue flash of light disappear. Mm-hmm. So, two nights later, he's again woken up, this time to the man that we've described um, at the foot of his bed. The, the thin man? Yep, the thin man. So, Who may or may not be Chauncey. Yeah. Chances are. Chances are he's not Chauncey. Oh, okay. So he thinks, okay, there's a weird intruder in my room. Until the man dissolves into the brick wall. Nice. Pretty. I feel like that's the kind of shit I would pull. It's just be like, hello, goodbye. It's like that, um, is it like Bart Simpson going into the, the bushes? Homer going into the bushes? You know? No. Where he just like... I don't. I don't know what you're referring to. I didn't watch a lot of The Simpsons. I mean, me neither, but it's all over the internet. Okay, but I... Uh, I don't mean, okay? Homer. Hurry up. Simpsons. Bushes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. He just disappears. Nice. Yeah, so the next like, spooky person... Um, is called the gardener. So he was the gardener. The gardener. <laughs> uh, Charles Wade was his name. Okay. Um, so he's actually said to haunt the library, not oh, interesting. the garden. Okay. So apparently in life he was a very dedicated, just like hardworking person. Yeah. yeah. So when he wasn't actually out in the garden, he was frequently reading. found in the library reading about ways to improve the garden. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So he was very. Very devout. dedicated to his craft. So in the library, people frequently hear like the frantic turning of pages. Like of oh, a book. like he's looking for like something. he is he is finding or not finding what he needs and yeah. very frustrated about it. In 1969, the the owner at the time claimed to see a man with a long face, white hat, and a dark suit glaring at him while he was working in the library. Oh, so again, thought this to be is my this. library. Yeah. Get out of my library. I don't know. Yeah. The next story, I'm not going to preface with the name. This is the one you've been waiting for. Oh, no. I'm already scared. So, in the 1950s, people started reporting seeing small children ghosts throughout the home. I don't have words. I hate it. (laughs) So much. Like, multiple. Yeah. Small children. Well, I don't think they were ever seeing, like, multiple at the same time, but, like, there were multiple people okay. that saw a small child in the home. Okay, I thought it was people were seeing different small children. I was like, they're all demons. They're all <laughs> demons. So, um, the most interesting story around that. You mean so, the worst? Yeah, the worst. I got you. Mm-hmm. So, um, again, this was back when... Um, people were living in the apartments. Sure. It did happen in the basement again. I hate basements. Children in the basements. No. <laughs> so um, the person living in the apartment was woken up in the middle of the night to a spectral head of a child Alyssa. floating above them. No. No. Like right above them? Alyssa. Just the head. No. I hate it so much. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that that's that's it. You know, he woke up, saw a, just a floating child head 
above him and it dissipated. But reading it, I was like, oh my god. Caroline's like, gonna love this. This is for Caroline. Yeah. So between that and the like cold fingers, I was like, this yeah. is good. But uh That's such a specific Isn't like feeling. Both of those are very weird. So like I'm just trying to imagine like the cold like two cold fingers. Two cold fingers pushing on your forehead. Yeah, like because we're both sitting here <laughs> with our eyes closed, pressing two fingers to our foreheads, trying to, like... Feel that. Yeah. My fingers are too warm. Yeah, mine are too. <laughs> but, yeah. So, some of the other spirits are a little bit smaller. There's less, like, crazy shit that happened with them. Um, there was actually a medium by the name of uh, Roma Harris that visited the mansion. Okay. Um, and he claimed to... Um, encounter a couple spirits there. Um, one was a teenage girl by the name of Amy that he felt a shadowy presence. The shadowy presence of. I'm not sure how you feel shadows. Me neither. But that was what was said. Um, and they felt like this spirit had returned to this home because at some point they were happy here. Okay. They were um, like, this is... This was my happy place, so yeah. I'm going to go back there. Mm-hmm. Okay. They speculate that this entity was there, um, like, maybe while it was the art school. Oh, okay. Because um, the, the medium talked a lot about, like, playing the piano. Like, that was a okay. big thing that the spirit was, like... Doing and wanted to do. Yes. And made them happy. Yes. Brought them joy. Yes. And then the other spirit that the, the medium actually saw while they were there mm. was that of a Civil War general. Chauncey, Chauncey himself. <laughs> uh, yeah, and was described as wearing a blue uniform um, with, like, gold detailing on it. So yeah. I take both of these with a grain of salt. Yeah. Because, again, I like to keep... I like to be skeptical. I, I couldn't find any other people saying that they felt these right. presences. Whereas the other things, you know, like there's more being said about them. Um, but yeah, some other just like random things that people have complained about um, experiencing in the house. Um, rasping coughs. People will hear oh. like, described as like rasping coughs. Not just a cough, but that like really bad, oh. gross one. Um, in other rooms, like, where no one's at. No, thanks. Um. Thanks, but no thanks. And then some of the more typical stuff, you know, doors that open and close on their own. Um, shadowy figures throughout the house. You know, the huge Um, closed windows that are found, like, open, open. the next day. Mm, um, they did say someone like nailed one of them closed and it was open the next day which is pretty cool <gasps> that's really spooky yeah no i don't like that a lot <laughs> i do not like that one yeah so that is uh no that's the shit that drives people mad that's like, oh yeah yeah you when you can like nail it shut and then it's open again then when you can definitively go i know i did this there's no way like you could like, it's nailed no- shut there's no way. That's when you just, like, have to... Move. Yeah. Burn the house down. <laughs> Get out. Yeah. It's the only answer. Yep. What if you burn the house down and then you take the ghost with you? 
because it doesn't have anywhere to live and you've displaced it, so now it just yeah, follows now you. Yeah, just follows you. Mm, maybe don't burn the house down, just move. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, leave it alone. Be respectful of the ghosts. That's true, I guess. And they'll start fucking with you. They already are appearing <laughs> the child yeah, but... head while you're sleeping. No. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, yeah, that that's that's all I got for for Greg's. Thanks. It's pretty spooky. I guess. You're welcome. Really spooky. Yeah, it's really those two two things. Yeah. I mean, it's all spooky, child but head. like those were in the the and the, the, the two cold fingers. fingers. Ew. I mean, that really messed messed me up. <laughs> it messed me up too. I'm still sitting here like pushing Yep. Like, it's just such a specific feeling. Yeah. Like. And I feel like I have so many questions. Mm-hmm. About it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, thanks, thanks for, for listening. listening. Um, <laughs> follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Boozer Podcast and email us your spooky stories. Uh-huh. So maybe sometime we can read them on yes. the podcast um, to uh, boozerpodcast at gmail.com. Cool. And we'll see you next time. See ya. Bye. Bye.